You are listening to the Salty Witches Podcast. I'm your host, Mike, and I am joined tonight by Ariana. Hello. And Austin. Sup? Ari, you're back. Yes, it has been quite some time. Yeah, we've actually had people who listen to the podcast like be like, where's Ariana? And I've been half tempted to be like, we killed her. Um, <laughs> but she's in a freezer in my basement. No, no. But anyway, but it's nice to have you back. Well, I, I like having back. you on because you have your own experiences and your own your own information. And I always like to hear, I want to hear like the voices of women as well. I kind of feel still feel sometimes that in the witch community that we uh, make it less of a sausage fest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think I think that's actually that's what I said to you because the last few episodes have pretty much been Austin and Vlad and Chris and I. And yeah, I'm like even your guest appearances are made. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's like it's like oh my god, like can we can we? Which is not bad, not bad. We're not saying no to male witches, but yeah, 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 no, totally. But it's so nice to have a a woman or a a female identifying person in the mix. So anyway, (coughs) sorry, I was trying to hold that cough in, and I I wasn't able to do that. Austin, what's new? Do you have anything to report? No, not really. Okay, well, I'm here. It's Pride Month. He's queer. I'm queer. Get used to it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it is Pride Month. Happy Pride. Happy, Happy Pride, Pride Month, Month, everybody. Which it's an official thing now too. Apparently, like mm-hmm. like at a presidential level now, like June is now Pride Month. Cool. So it's exciting. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's let's dive in. Um, this episode is going to probably. Uh, Piss a few people off. I think most of our episodes actually manage to piss a few people off. Oh no! <clears throat> I know, right? We're not. We're not here to. Uh, we are not here to <clears throat> try to stab people's feelings. We're here to give people good information, to give people reliable information, and we're going to do that tonight on a number of topics. Um, I guess if there were a way to identify th- the focus of this episode, it would be debunking the lies that the new age community and light workers try to sell us. Um, so just a trigger warning, if you are a light worker or mainly in the new age community, you may not like this episode. Yeah, you might want to stick wanna, around though. Yeah, you might want to skip this one or or yeah, as Austin stick just said, get educated. maybe maybe you'll stick around and maybe you'll actually learn a few things. Um, you know, or get, get some, some real information because that's one of the things that I think we've all noticed with the light worker community is that they have this tendency just to kind of take everything on, on the surface, right? Like somebody says, oh, well, this crystal is good for this or, oh, this angel number, whatever the fuck that is, means this, you know, and they, instead of trying to do any kind of research into the origin of that information or even maybe who the person is that's telling them that, they just go, oh yeah, I'm going to completely incorporate that into my own spiritual path and now this is my truth. Um, and then they run into trouble. Well, it's superficial. It's superficiality. It's superficial s- spirituality is what it is. And it's so tiring and exhausting for those of us who actually take our spirituality seriously. That's right. I said, you, a light worker, do not take your sp- your spirituality seriously because you go to ayahuasca ceremonies that aren't real. You probably just drink gasoline, so. Probably. Yeah. And and a lot of you, from what I understand, still have not been able to put down your sage bundles. You really need to reconsider this. Yeah, it comes from the earth, but guess what? You're not doing it right. You don't have the proper initiation. That's true. Even if you grow your own sage, your own white sage, and bundle it yourself, which is great, more power to you. But even then, you probably do not have the right ceremonial knowledge to really be using that herb properly. Yes, real ceremonial knowledge. Not a download from fucking Metatron. 
fucking Metatron. Yeah. I think what I also see too is it's like a lot of these people, it's almost still like a Christianity based yeah. because it's like they just came out from Christianity, yeah. found this new shiny, yeah. and it's still so fear based mm-hmm. that it's like you should have just. Well, what's funny is they actually go back to being Christians again. Born they, again oh, they Christians. do. Oh, they do. Yeah, so we're going to talk like... about Doreen Virtue tonight. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, we're going to talk so about it's her like, a little why, bit. Just um, stay in Christianity, I guess. Yeah. That's basically. Well, we've talked what about that is. before. Where we've talked about how basically the light light worker community and the, the spiritual philosophies of that community, like basically, it is just the new Christianity. No, that, that's, that's all it is. So, well, I think. That should give everybody a taste of what's to what come. is what is coming. Yes, exactly. <laughs> what's to come. All right, let's dive in. All right, I got a list. Ugh. Yay, list. Okay. All right, check number one. Let's talk first about the Akashic Records. Gross. <gasps> Are you gonna read my Akashic Records? Do you have someone who does Akashic Record readings? No, I'd slap you right now, but no. Um, Oh. Go. It happened. So okay, so so okay, so let's let's okay, so let's be serious. We're having fun right now, okay? But I want to make sure we do convey some some accurate information, okay? All right. So the Akashic records are a real thing, mm-hmm. okay? They do exist. Austin, do you want to explain what the Akashic records are? From my understanding and from my research and from my knowledge, the Akashic records are the epitome and full source. Of all knowledge, lifetimes, and experiences that every soul and everything else has experienced since the beginning of time until the end of time and beyond. Okay, thank you for that very wordy explanation. Okay, so... So they, they are a real thing. Yes. And they do pop up. Concepts of the Akashic Records do pop up in many different spiritual mm-hmm. traditions. Okay. Um, I think there are even some things in Abrahamic faith and Christianity that would border along the realm of the Akashic Records, at least in you know, the, the philosophy of what those things would be, the belief in what those things would be. So where I think we have an issue with the Akashic Records as they are connected to and spoken about and, and worked with, and I you can't see me right now, but I'm doing air quotes, worked with in the Lightworker community, in the New Age community, is that the Akashic Records are a very private thing. The only... The only people, the only the only entities, the only intelligences that have access to your Akashic Records are you... Maybe your spirit guides, if that kind of knowledge involves or helps them do the work they're supposed to do for you. And maybe whatever higher power that you put faith in. I see a lot of readers out there, people who, you know, proclaim themselves psychics, mediums, whatever they do. I see a lot of readers out there, you know, who are claiming to be able to read other people's Akashic records. And I just want to go on record right now saying that is bullshit. Do either of you have thoughts on that? It's bullshit. No, because from what I've been, uh, basically it's like if you were to read that, you'd have to be on a God level, which no one is. Exactly. Like, can you imagine the the information that you would have access to if you were able to access yeah. something and like this? it's just like, why would I continue yeah. to be human if I have access to that? Because I'd be like, oh. Exactly. But like, be like, Life and is my, so yes, meaningless because I already know everything. Yeah, my whole process <laughs> of spiritual evolution is now completely unnecessary mm-hmm. because I, I was able to access this information. Like, boom, done. Evolu- yeah. Evolution, enlightenment. Now I'm a god. Would that right? be cool? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. But like, we would all want that. 
Yeah. I don't know. That seems like a lot of responsibility. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess it would be, but at that point you'd be enlightened and I'm sure your responsibilities would be very different at that point. Right. Mm. Um, anyway, so, so I guess takeaway on that one is no psychics out there who are telling you that they can read your Akashic records. They are bullshitting you. They could be reading information from you. Like they could be picking up on things from you, you know, um, and even in communication with spirit guides, but even your spirit guides are not going to provide information from your Akashic records directly to another person. I mean, not only is this an issue of, of, balance of power but what about the violation of that right mm -hmm. those akashic records are such personal personal things you know like no any rando that you walk into like you know like a new age shop whatever that's like oh i can read your no you need to immediately turn around you need to walk away from that person asap mm -hmm. because that person is trying to take advantage they are trying to cold read they are trying to do something they will screw you up Think of it this way. If someone truly had the ability to read your Akashic records or read Akashic records, why would they need money from you? Exactly. Yep. It's like, why would they even do Akashic records? Yeah. yeah why, like, it just doesn't make sense Good point. Are you, exactly. That's an excellent point, Ariani. Like, why would they even need to be doing that reading? Because if, surely if they had access to that information, they would have read their own by now. And they wouldn't, they would be at that point spiritually beyond the need for money. And, you know, probably even like what mortal incarnation, right? I mean, so, so again, it just, it doesn't make sense. It's another one of these light worker belief structures or concepts that, you know, that just is, it's again, it's been completely twisted and corrupted. Which I guess can kind of segue into one of the other bullet points mm -hmm. of how a lot of these people have such ego and yeah. Messiah complex yeah. that it's like, I have access to such things because I myself am the new Messiah. And I'm, ugh, it just makes me gag yeah. when I see these people. Cause it's just like, plus the people having these followers blows yeah. my mind yes. because it's like the audacity that someone has to have. Plus looking at these people, they're all white trailer trash. I'm sorry yeah. if well, I just offended you, a bunch no, of people, you, you but there. I look at them and it's like they're drinking, they're smoking. Oh yeah. Their lives are always awful. They put like, children in closets. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. It, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. They're not good people. And yet here they are proclaiming and it's like, to but be they're such the new Jesus, the new goddess, yeah. the new God. Uh -huh. and, and it's like, Oh, but, <laughs> love it's all love and i'm just like it's yeah. all gross is what it is yep. that's the std love you want go for it well i think what was the name the of the, the latest um <laughs> within the lightworker community there was there was actually the cult uh uh love wins mm -hmm. love wins i think and um just recently apparently like the leader of that cult died and her yeah. and her people. Well, well, I mean, you know, I'm not happy that she died. I think she. I think she had <laughs> cancer. Oops. I think she had I cancer mean, or something. Mm. No, but I guess the, the the trickiest thing about that though is that, or or the saddest thing, I guess I should say about her death is that she'd actually been dead for weeks, and the upper people that were administrating or administering the cult, because that's what that is. Love wins is a fucking cult. Yes. Um, the people that were administering the cult actually were pretending she was was still alive. Like, to the point that they were actually toting her dead body around Ew. and telling people that, oh, she's just in such a deep state of trance that she can't respond to you. And this is, this These is a... People are crazy. Yes. Yeah. Like, well, the woman it's herself who started the cult was obviously also crazy. But then, you know, you... 
I guess like attracts like, right? If you're oh a crazy cult leader mentality, you're gonna that's gonna be the people you draw in, right? <clears throat> I mean, I guess that would explain religion, right? Um, so anyway, so yeah, so absolutely, that messiah complex is a huge thing, and and again. Takeaway for those of you listening to this episode, if you come across any practitioner, I don't care if they identify as a light worker, a witch, it doesn't matter, and they are telling you that they have all the answers that you need or that there is something that they and only they are able to do for you and they are promising you any kind of spiritual enlightenment or growth, um, again, run like hell. They state they are the new god, yep. the new goddess, uh-huh. the new messiah. Yep. They're, uh, that they channel Mary. The, oh, my God. If they, oh, my God. Um, <sighs> Our reincarnated angel, just run, run the opposite direction mm-hmm. as fast as you can. Block this person yeah. in all areas. They are not worth your time. I think it would be fair to like take that approach to. I, I think anybody that you're going to run into that's going to be claiming to be anything other than human. Yeah. Probably like yeah, you need to get a, the hell away from that person. That person is going to do something to to harm you, you know, deliberately or not. All right, let's move on. Um, I think we beat that one. I think so, yes. Yes, <laughs> all of these, yes. We have to beat these all to death. All right, um, we're not advocating violence, but, uh, but, we're, but, but we have fun. All right, let's talk about Twin <laughs> Flames. This is, a, this is a personal issue I have, and I will probably share a tiny anecdote, a personal story, but do either of you have anything you'd like to say about Twin Flames? I will, okay, so I will say in the beginning, when I first heard about them, I unfortunately fell for the trope. But then as I... Think, I, I think a lot of people do. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. but as I gained my understanding, which I guess this can also go into the category of soulmates as well, because yeah. that's a lot of what pe- people basically mm. think of it as the... Um, soulmates on steroids. Um, and so for me, I was like, ooh, twin flame, love, ha, 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 because I was a young, dumb girl. <laughs> no, 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 no. But, you just wanted something to believe in. Yes. And then for me, as I started gaining my own understanding of soulmates, where it's like, it's not just one person, people come and go into your lives. And then later on, understanding what twin flames actually are. And I was like, oh, no, thank you. Um, of the whole, uh, what is it? It's like basically your other half, in a sense, but not in a yeah. good way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's, uh, how, how has it kind of been described? Where it's like, it's like you're kind of like the whole light of the soul, and then someone else is like the whole is shadow. It's the shadow, gotcha, okay. Yeah, um, yeah. And so when it's like you guys come together, it is a nasty, nasty mm. thing. Yeah. Just the only thing I've heard about twins, twin flames, is what I've heard from the light work community and new age people. And usually it's the people who I interact with, and they're like, "Oh, I just he's my twin flame, and I or they're my twin flame, and I just can't let them go." And I'm like, "Sounds like a toxic, abusive relationship. You should probably let that person go." I just can't. A reader told me that they were my twin flame. That should mm-hmm. give you even more reason to get away. Well, and that that's gonna probably if someone has write. to tell you that a person's yeah. your twin flame or your soulmate. Chances are they're probably not. Well, I mean, I guess that is fair if you consider the concept of what that is supposed to be. But but that comment you just made actually leads me to the story I was gonna share. You know, within the last year, I, I met with someone who came in for a reading, and um, this is an eight, this is an eighteen year old girl. Ooh. Okay, an 18, 18 year old young woman who had gone to see a medium, someone who claims to be a medium. I, I have since decided that this medium that she went to see is clearly not a medium and a con woman. 
on top of that because I've heard a few other things from other people who have gone to see her. Anyway, 18-year-old comes to see me, okay? She's gone to see this medium who's told her that the boy that she is dating right now in high school in, like, Smallville, USA, is her twin flame, okay? And bear in mind, this is a boy who is, he's got serious anger issues. He's verbally and emotionally abusive to this girl. You know, you know, he's really, to be honest, and this is going to sound judgmental, but even at, at, at 18, even as a high school age boy, this, this kid sounded like a real piece of shit. Okay. Not someone I would want my daughter dating. Okay. And she's been told by this medium, he's your twin flame. So whatever it is that he does and however bad it might get, you've got to try to make it work. You've got to try to make it work. You've got to stay with him. Don't worry. He'll get better. He'll change. You just need to stay with him. You need to give him time. He's your twin flame. And I'm like, okay, one, she's 18. She hasn't even really lived yet. Oh there's, no, there's no there's no fucking way. Is twin flame the new patriarchy? Oh, my God. There, well, there you go. Maybe there you go, right? <laughs> well, I guess and, and along those lines, that pisses me off, I guess, even more now because this was a woman telling her this. I'm like, okay, so not only did she fill your head full of lightworker twin flame bullshit, but she also basically told you that you should stay in an abusive relationship situation. Because yeah. it'll be okay. Yeah. It'll get you know, better. We'll talk about, it's like that toxic positivity, right? That spiritual bypassing that they're also so well known for. Oh, yeah. um, anyway, but uh, this girl, she came to be in a state of complete conflict right in you know then because, because she was like I don't know what to do and I, I told her I said this is crap this this other reader you went to see lied to you and I gave her a whole list of reasons why you know with with you know including the fact that the concept of twin flames as light workers push it is again it's crap you know, and they all go back to like this old, you know, they go back to the ancient Greek, Socratic kinds of like philosophy about what twin flames are and how at one point every human was actually two souls bound into one. And all of that is garbage. It's been mistranslated. Lightworkers use that. It's not true. Their understanding of what that philosophy and what that information really meant is incomplete to say the least. So they basically took the quote unquote good bits and yep. made it their own. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Well, that's incorrect. not even what that initially meant. That concept, that ancient concept concept of what a twin flame was meant to be. First of all, they weren't twin flames. That's a very light worker thing. Um, they were something else entirely. And that's not what they were meant to be. That was not at all what that information was supposed to be. And, you know, the, the modern concept that we see for twin flames, uh, as it is uh, pushed by the light worker community, actually originated in the mid-1900s. And it was the concept of a cult, a cult leader here in the U.S., and she came up with, uh, I believe her name is Elizabeth Clare Prophet, is what she called herself. Um, and she was a part of a spiritual community, a, a cult, I believe in like in the 60s and 70s here in the U.S., um, that pushed this concept that, that you had a twin flame. And the reason that she did this is because she would have cult members come to her. And what she was in essence doing is she was trying to basically match make members of the cult so that they would, so that it would benefit her. I think these were people where like, like I want you to marry her because, she, you know, she's my friend and you're rich, which means now she'll be rich, which means she can give my cult more money. Mm. You know, she was doing this to basically manipulate these people into lightworker Scientology. Exactly, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. And she, and she, you know, and she would tell these people, oh well, they, they're your twin flame. You're meant to be together. You know, and these people would make horrible decisions and, you know, and anyway, so it, it's based off of, once again, a cult, a, a corrupt and probably extremely mentally ill cult leader. 
Um, you look up that name, Elizabeth Claire Prophet. It's Google it. I'm serious, Elizabeth Claire Prophet. It's she's a real thing. This this is exactly where this comes from. Okay. Um, <laughs> Googling so, right now. Anything more on Twin Flames? Shall we, have we have we burned that one to the ground? Um, well, okay. So I ha- you brought up the girls reading. Yeah. Um, this is another thing with light workers. I'm not very much a reader like you and Austin are. Mm. But I'm sure this is something you've had to deal with, not just with Twin Flames, but reading for someone who's come from a light worker and being like, here's the thing this last reader told me. And yeah. you guys being like, ah, now I have to give you a completely opposite thing. So it's now this person sitting here and being like, well, who do I believe now? Because mm-hmm. now I have two opposites of the spectrum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just you having to then deprogram and being like, no, here's mm-hmm. my proof and stuff and it's like I know you guys have gotten pushbacks from some people being oh, yeah. well you're wrong well, because I want to believe this nice exactly. dream and that that's where the issue for me as a practitioner comes in is when you come to a reading and you've been filled full of crap light worker new age nonsense and you sit down with an ethical reader myself Mike, one of our many other readers here, many other readers in the area, and we tell you, that's not how that works. Here's why. And you actively say, I don't believe you. This is what this person said. There's two things that you can do. You can go, well, you can totally believe that and go about your day. Um, but I find the easiest thing the easiest way to help kind of click that person out of that is to say, if you believed it so much and it is so true to you, why did you seek secondary and sometimes mm-hmm. third, fourth, fifth, sixth, yeah, yeah, multiple validations? Because yeah. somewhere inside of you knows it's not true. Mm-hmm. And I've had that with some clients of mine and sometimes a light bulb goes off and they start working. And then I've had other clients where they don't like that. They mm-hmm. still disagree with it. They go on about their lives and usually about a couple months, a year later, they show back up asking the same question and I refer them back to that reading and they get even more upset mm-hmm. because basically in that reading I'm doing a told you so. Mm-hmm. We don't like told you sewing people. I don't. Well, I don't know. Maybe Austin might like a little bit of I told you so. <laughs> I, I, I'll, be, I'll be honest. It if makes I, if me I'm, sad when If I I'm being completely that. honest, it is. It's a very con- conflicting moment yeah. when that happens because you do, you feel, uh, you know, you, you feel sympathy for this person now who is realizing that they've been deceived, you know, by, by another practitioner and, uh, or I should say, should say con person, charlatan. Um, but at the same time, you, you also, I, there's a moment, I think, of validation there. I think that's just a very human thing. But but again, that goes, I think, along with something that I, I say a lot on our podcast, where basically, as witches, we spend a lot of our time cleaning up the messes light workers make. Yes, we do. Yeah. And it's very frustrating some days. Swiss cheese auras and all. Yep. All right. Let's talk about star seeds. What a great way to invalidate people on the on the neurodivergent spectrum. 
or invalidate. Sorry, not yeah. validate. Well, I guess it's not just star seeds. There's also um, what is it? Rainbow children. Oh God, yes, crystal Lemurian. children, Lemurian children. There's so many. Oh God, and it's yeah. Like I get it. You want you, you to want be, to be special. special. You want your child to be special, and. Well, do you think this feeds into, like, it seems to me, like, going back to something you brought up earlier, Ariana, it seems to me like that kind of belief or that kind of philosophy, which is, again, crap, seems to me like that's the kind of stuff that these people who have these messiah complexes fall back on, mm -hmm. right? You're like, I'm the one that can give you all the answers because I'm this spiritually evolved being. I'm a starseed, mm -hmm. you know, or I'm a Lemurian spirit talker, or I'm a, you know, who the, who the hell knows what they, you know, they're calling themselves now, you know? Um, but, I mean, that would make sense, though, right? I mean... They, they need to reach for these kinds of things to be able to justify their action. It's all yeah. ego. Pretty much. Yeah, yes, it so. is. It's, it's all ego. And this concept of starseeds, here's the thing. If everyone is special, then no one is special. But I'm special. Cool. So we see these things happening <laughs> because people need to feel like they that they that they mean something in the world well, which everybody doesn't need to be the chosen exactly. one exactly yeah. no not everyone needs to be the chosen one not you, you don't need to be this amazing starseed being and what i'm finding a lot lately is that people who are calling themselves starseeds are individuals who tried to get into initiatory practices and couldn't hack it. And so now they're a starseed, mm. they've spiritually evolved past it, and they don't need that. Yeah, now they can that. just download those rituals. And yeah, it, is, it, ha it has become a loophole, even within the witch community, because I've run, run across a few witches now that are identifying as starseeds. And I'm like, no, 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 no. No, that makes about as much sense as Christian witchcraft. Mm. <laughs> no, sorry, not a real thing. Mm. Um, and uh, fight me. Those of you who are listening, if that pisses you off, probably not the right podcast for you. Um, well, I'm sure that's something else we'll probably talk about. But yeah. no, I'm going to talk about it. Yeah. Christian witchcraft. Another thing that blows my fucking mind, because mm. especially someone who came from a Mormon background, which is still fucking Christianity. Mm -hmm. So sorry, yeah. Mormon people, if you're listening. Don't know why you're here, but hello. Yeah. It's still Christianity. Christians hate witches. So the fact that you're mixing those up tells me that you still can't let go of something that does not want you around. And that just boggles me that you are still holding on to that toxic belief. Yeah. So if you now hate me because I just said that, sorry, but your Bible, no. the Christian Bible even says that. Yeah, yeah, their holy so, book, the one they base their religion. Thou shalt not suffer a witch yes. to live. Well, an interesting story, though, because that particular verse in the Bible was not added until the 1600s. I think it was 1642, with what would have probably been at that point the 7th or 8th or 800th revision of the Bible, because the Bible has been rewritten and translated so many times. Um, you know, but in 1642, it actually was the, re uh, the once again, a rewrite of the Bible that added that particular verse. Um, prior to that, there were, wasn't really any record of, of you shall not suffer a witch to live in biblical passage. 
Um, you know, and the reason that was added is because, of course, the patriarchy, the men in power at that point of Catholicism and Christianity, what it was in that era, they wanted to do everything they could to discredit the power of women. It really came down to misogyny. It was not even a fear of witches. It was a fear of women mm -hmm. and a hatred of women. But either way, it's still um, proof that it's like, why are you exactly. still well, well, even if Yeah, <laughs> well, even that that was added kind of later on with one of the many revisions of the Bible does not mean that in this day and age that that is not still accepted mm -hmm. by most Christians as a part of that. That is their religious text. That is what their whole religion is based upon. And they, but they, we've noticed though, right? We've noticed that they do love to pick and choose. Yep. Right? Which I guess is what Christian witches are doing, right? They're like, I'm going to ignore this part of this faith so that I can still go to church on Sunday and pretend that I'm this, even though I'm at home lighting my candles and praying to Diana or whoever the hell else they may work with, right? For me, it's just so. pick a lane. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just decide what the hell you want to do and do that, right? Like like these people who walk the fence. It's like, come on, you know? Jump yeah. ahead or don't. Exactly, exactly. You you can't have it both ways. You you really, you can't. Yeah. All right. Star seeds. Have we have we trashed that one enough? We didn't oh. really do anything. I want, I want, okay. <laughs> kinda like, okay, we kind of, yeah, we kind of, we kind of got off on a tangent but it's, there, but it's, it's okay, but, it's, but it was a good seeds. tangent. It's like, yeah. just a seed? Well, if you look at the, you look at the theology, okay, so you look at the idea, okay, and again, the star seed philosophy, the star seed belief that we see in the light worker community I'm now a star leaf. is you're a star leaf. Well, I'm a star tree, motherfucker. I'm a star hydrangea. I'm a star forest. Um, yeah. I'm a moon willow. You're a moon willow. Oh, <laughs> that's Ari's new name. Ari's now moon willow. So moon willow, please elaborate. No, I'm just kidding. Um, maybe, <laughs> later. maybe later. Maybe um, later. Okay, so. The starseed philosophy that we see within the lightworker community right now is really based upon, once again, the writings of a, of an, a fiction author, again, in the mid-1900s. You know, it goes back to books that were written in that era, like Chariot of the Gods, where, you know, where we see this idea. Um, the, and there is actually science, scientific basis for this, though this is not starseeds, okay? That as human beings, if you look at the, the energetic, the chemical, the molecular makeup of our being, our planet, that we are all, of course, really primarily the result of what some scientists will call the Big Bang, right? We are comprised of the same material that stars are comprised of. You know, um, all of those things at a molecular level, that is accurate, okay? But those aren't star seeds. That has nothing to do with you being the channeled intelligence of an alien being that has nothing to do with you being an alien hybrid that has nothing to do with any of this crap that light workers try to peddle you know that has much more to do with just science and an understanding of physics and the way that those things work you know and so anyway so that's where that comes from at least and you know and again it's as as they often do it's something that the light workers have twisted to suit their own agendas but um I don't know. Austin mentioned an interesting point at the beginning of this subject, though. He talked about the, basically, the erasure and the uh, invalidation of people who are neurodivergent, neurodivergent or who are, are on the autism spectrum. You know, like, you've got these people out there, like, we're familiar with a couple uh, who have children who are both on the spectrum, and these are not children that are being given any additional kind of therapy, any additional kind of like like coaching or skill development, nothing, because their parents are convinced that they are star seeds, and yes, they're going to grow up. Yes, this is not about up... uh, Vlad or Tapia's kids. What? 
oh, I wasn't even going to bring in Vlad and Tabitha. This isn't about, yeah, no, yeah. no, no. I'm not talking about them. I'm I just didn't about, want them to listen to it. I'm talking about, <laughs> like, clients of ours. Well, yes. I, I don't know that they would have made that leap, but now now it's out there. So, <laughs> sorry, Vlad and Tabitha, but this wasn't about you um, or, or your or your children, who are amazing. They are amazing kids. I and you're, and, you're, and I just want to say, we you guys them. are you guys are doing, you're doing amazing exactly stuff you for do. your kids. You've, you've got, you know... <laughs> Kids on the spectrum, you're doing everything that parents should do when they're dealing with a situation like that. So, but continuing. so anyway, geez, <laughs> Austin, that I just was wanted that to was make odd. Sure. Um, well, they don't call them star seeds. So I know. Sure. Yes, exactly. Just, what anyways, the hell? Anyway, yeah, so. back on the anyway, track. Anyway, <laughs> so so I so I think again, I want to just kind of drive that one home that we have this situation now where you've got people who are misguided to the extent that they are actually potentially like they are damaging their children. With this philosophy, which is another one of the things that makes these light worker spiritual beliefs so dangerous, is because people will make huge life altering decisions and choices, sometimes even for others, and and not even think about it. It is it is the most arrogant and selfish type of spirituality. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, let's talk about karma, and I want to talk about karma from the perspective of witches. So I'm going to shut up for a minute. I'm going to let you guys have this one. Okay, cool. Because I know you all have some strong opinions here. So uh, karma. Moon Willow, please share with us. Your karma <laughs> from <laughs> the perspective of a witch, someone who's been doing witchcraft. 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 I like witchcraft. <laughs> witchcraft for a very long time. and has That's my next shirt. Been in, in an initiatory um, tradition that believed in a concept of karma. It is bull. Shit. Okay. Okay. Um, right. Okay. Let's clarify. Well, okay. They don't okay. even call it karma. The <sighs> karma okay. that everyone talks about. Okay. The whole idea of oh, I did something bad, and so that's why something bad's happening to me. Okay. Is bullshit. Well, I, I just want to be clear. I, we're not trying to invalidate or saying that we disbelieve in the concept of karma in its original form, yeah. based upon the spirituality of well, okay, so Hinduism, you... Buddhism, these kinds of things. Karma within those spiritual practices is and, and its completion. Because the American concept of karma on average is is so incomplete. Very incomplete. Um, and so I, I want to say karma in those particular spiritual practices is is absolutely legit. That is a real thing. Yes. But as well, it has been applied kind of, to witchcraft. Uh, the other thing, like some of the other things we talked about, it was someone who read about karma, mm-hmm. once again took the nice bitties, mm-hmm. and then made it their own. Yeah. Yes. Am I incorrect in saying that was Carl Jung? Um, Carl Jung, Jung could... However the Carl Jung you say his could, name. Yeah, Carl Jung could have been partially responsible for that, but I think if... If we're going to point fingers. Yes, if we're pointing <laughs> fingers, I don't know that I would... I would lay all of that on Carl Jung, mainly because that those were concepts and things that were being pushed by uh, a lot of people that were involved with the Golden Dawn. And I think if, you know, if, if the history, you know, if the real history of Carl Jung ever came out in his past, he was definitely an occultist. And I, I want to say, I believe he did have affiliation with the Golden Dawn, you know, and so where that was incorporated into his psychological work or the work he did as, as a founding, you know, psychologist, psychotherapist, um, I, I would probably say that, yes, that, that was information that he definitely got from the Golden Dawn. But other people at the time were pushing that. I mean, Helena Blavatsky also was pushing a lot of uh, Eastern philosophies and spiritualities as her own. You know, she appropriated, she took a lot of this stuff. And again, it was incomplete in the way that she she took this mm-hmm. information and then pushed it on other people. So, um, so yes, he definitely factors in there. 
I, which really bothers me, just as an aside, because I, I, I did a lot of Jungian psychology in college, and I, you know, I really love Jungian psychology, but, but now that, uh, I don't know, I, it, it, it's one of those situations where it's like, it's always really shitty to see somebody that was not a hero, but somebody that you kind of looked up to a little bit, like, to see that person go down in flames, mm -hmm. like, you realize that person really was basically just garbage, mm -hmm. you know, um, not that he didn't contribute a lot to our, our modern understanding of human psyche, he absolutely did, but, yeah, but, but as a person, uh, not a good person, um, <laughs> anyway, so, all right, sorry, I said I was going to shut up, and I didn't do that, Austin, please continue, karma from the perspective of a witch, Karma from the perspective of a witch is not something that we adhere to. Um, I do not believe that if I cast a good spell for someone, that good things will happen to me. Just like I do not believe that if I decide to cast a hex or throw a hex, that bad things are now going to happen to me. Because You don't what... do hexes, do you? That's evil. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Right. I'm the Wiccan one. You relapsed. can see my face right now. Not yes. relapsed. You're a lapsed. A lapsed Wiccan. Yes, you're a lapsed Wiccan. But this idea, and I deal with it so much when interacting with people of, well, I don't, I don't want anything bad to happen to them. And I had this conversation with someone today, and I said, do you not want anything bad to happen to them, or do you not want anything bad to happen to you as a result of your casting? Well, and, and this might trigger some people, but a great Christian there's... I know there's a couple times we've brought up with people being like, well, if you know a kid is being sexually assaulted, yeah, are you going to step in and do something? And we've had someone who's responded, well, what if they're supposed to go through that? Uh huh. And I'm like, whoa, no, if I find out that's happening to a child, I'm stepping in, whether physically or magically. I'm yeah. going to deck that person in the face. Well, and I be think... <laughs> I think I responded to them. I think I responded to them with, you know what? That might be a part of their life. And who's to say that a part of that child's life is not me also stepping in and fucking up the predator? Exactly. Well, and I guess the thing in that situation is. And it blew is, their mind. If it's already happened, then it's already happened. And at that point, I think as a witch, we have a responsibility to step in and now make sure that it doesn't continue to yeah. happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so, yeah, so again, that that's that incomplete kind of spiritual thinking that we, we deal with with these kinds of people. Mm -hmm. So, And so that's where I'm, that's my belief in karma. I believe the, the, the complete version and philosophy and idea around karma, dharma, those things, cool. I jive with that, you know, the fact that we build up energy and lessons and stuff like this through lifetime and at the end of the lifetime, blah, 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 all that great stuff. Cool. I can jive with that. I do not believe in instant karma like a lot of people and a lot of new age practitioners and light workers think of, I do not let these things put fear in me. If I am going to go out into the world and I'm going to have, you know, and for some reason something's pissed me off and I'm in a foul mood, I'm going to be in a foul mood. But you never emotions. get angry. I always get angry. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be in a foul mood. I'm going to feel my emotions. And if I just so happen to spread a little bit of negativity, that's super unfortunate. But... That's just what happened. And will I apologize for it later? Probably. But in that moment, I needed to fill what I needed to fill. And I didn't... I'm not going to get any energetic pushback from that other than what other people are pushing back to me. That's, that's what I think people are afraid of when it comes to karma is, well, what if I do something and then it comes back to me because I was energetically in the wrong. Well, and this might be stepping away from the conversation a bit, but, like, we've kind of talked about this before, where witches 
don't have the same morals as humans. Mm-hmm. Um, because what are some of the things we talk about? So like hexing and cursing, for example, just in a simple term. Where it's like, oh, I could curse someone to do this. And people being like, well, isn't that wrong? Isn't that bad? Why would you do that to somebody? It's like, well, once again, they're harming somebody else. Why the fuck not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's a very good point. As which is we have to cultivate a different type of morality. Mm-hmm. So one of the other interesting we things balance that... balance the scales of energy. Yes. I, yes. I, yes, I suppose. Yes. Um, <laughs> one of the other interesting things that Moon Willow brought up a moment ago <laughs> is that... Uh, she bringing up Jung, okay, Carl Jung in particular, um, you know, and one of the other things I want to talk about, because I mentioned a moment ago that karma in particular is something that has been really kind of taken from other spiritualities, is that this is something that we do need to consider, you know, particularly in this era where we're really, really concerned about appropriation and misappropriation of culture and belief well, we be. and our spirituality. You know, I think it's fair to say that karma is one of these things that has been taken Yes, it from is. Eastern spiritual practices, mm-hmm. and you know, and I, you know, and I, I don't think I've not had a conversation with a single person, Hindu, Buddhist, whoever, you know, the the, the spirituality may be, who work, you know, where they, where karma is a, is an original concept. Um, you know, I've not spoken to anybody in any of those faiths or practices that would say that they are upset that karma has been appropriated or taken. But that would make sense because that's not how their their spirituality works. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you know, but I do think it is is important for us to be remembering, you know, where these things originate and that as they've been taken from these other spiritualities, from their, their, they're born into part of originally this spiritual practice that they've been again, really changed quite a bit. And, and what you're getting right now from Lightworkers is just the, the surface mm-hmm. of what this is. It is incomplete and it is not something very, you should be basing your spirituality on. Yes. The very watered down version of it. Uh, historically, if we look at karma in witchcraft, it doesn't exist. I'll just say no, that. No, it even does, yeah. the threefold laws. That new. is, yeah, like maybe ninety years old. That was and once again the patriarchy. Yes. Thank you, Gerald Gardner. Yes, and it wasn't even originally a part of Gardnerian Wicca up until I think in the nineties. Up, is up until the young girls in his covens decided they didn't want to sleep with him anymore. If anyone Precisely. has to use fear, it's a form of control. Do not let anyone control you. You own yourself. Mm-hmm. Very well put. Sovereignty. Yeah. Very well put. Thank you. Wise words for Moonwalk. Yes, I'm fine. Wise words for Moonwalk. You Moon are Will. forever that's in the day, Moonwalk. <laughs> so I'm gonna. I, that's gonna be my next shirt. My next next shirt. Witchcraft and wise words for Moonwalk. And I'll have a picture of, of Ariana with like I don't know. With, with your fairy get up, maybe. There you go. Yeah. Okay. I think I have a picture of that. Yes, that's I have somewhere. fairy wings. Yes. We all have fairy wings, especially this month. All right. <clears throat> Let's talk about angel numbers. I mentioned earlier that we were going to we were gonna bring up Doreen Virtue. Oh, this woman. Oh, my God. Talk about problematic light workers. Um, <laughs> now she backtracking because she poor. God, really? Yeah. Like, she wasn't still taking all the money from all the cells of her oracle decks, her stupid fucking angel oracle cards, all of all those. I'm a born-again Christian. It's like, really? I bet you're still cashing those checks for all those decks you still sell. Yeah? Yeah? You giving that money to Jesus? Let's hope so. Because, um, you know, he needs it. And, hey, um, guys. It's 222. Make a wish. Exactly. Gross. Well, and I guess it's the thing is, like, people, they look into these numbers and they, they don't even realize, like, okay. And I guess this is where, where Doreen Virtue in particular really bothers me. It's because she's the one that really kind of popularized the whole angel number thing. And she did it so successfully. People were so eager to believe her lightworker bullshit that the evidence and the information about what those number sequences were originally has been almost completely forgotten. 
they were not angel numbers. They were originally known as avatar numbers, and they were numbers of very particular significance within numerological practices. Um, you know, Pythagorean numerology, Chaldean numerology. If you go back and you look at these things, these numerical, these repeating numerical sequences existed. Some of them, thousands, <clears throat> thousands. Of course she is, I'm sure. <laughs> She's still telling people that yoga and unicorns are satanic. <clears throat> Doreen Virtue, deceived no more how Jesus led me out of the new age and into his world. Yeah, she's she's crazy. That woman is crazy. I will go on record right now. Doreen Virtue, you're a nut. You're crazy. Um, anyway, so I cover her in the blood of Jesus. Angel numbers. Yes, we cover you in the blood of Christ. Uh, <laughs> even he, I I can say for a fact, knowing her and what she's about, that if she were actually in a room with Jesus, she would probably have no fucking clue. Jesus would be like, uh. Pfft. I want nothing to do with you. Not only are you a nut, but you're also rich. And I deliberately, I specifically told people that you cannot worship money, which to me seems like a lot of what Doreen Virtue does. Doreen Virtue will, will appraise and worship anything that will make her more money. I said it. Also, your words um, are showing. <clears throat> oh, damn. <laughs> I mean, I thought what I said was mean, but that was, that was, that was particularly mm. cruel. Mm-mm. So we don't make fun of people's appearances here. No, 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 no. She has enough money; she can get her roots. We will, we will, we will attack the merit of her character, <laughs> not her physical. The merit of her character is shitty roots. Uh, all right. Anyway, angel numbers. Okay, something else that that pops up a lot. Okay, and I want to tell everybody who listens to this episode: please, 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 if you want to know really more about what angel numbers are and what they really mean, look into old school numerology. And I'm talking old school. I'm talking Pythagorean numerology here. Okay, I'm not talking this. Shit that people post on their their Pinterest feeds about like like eleven eleven angels. It's like no 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 no. Oh my god, stop it. Oh no oh no no no. Exactly. Sorry. There you go. Yes, we need that that sound in the background, particularly for all of our TikTokers. Um. Anyway, so no angel numbers, not a good thing. Need to stop. Mm. Okay, that's all I have to say. Unless anybody has anything else they want to say. On that. Very much like everything else that lightworkers do. They took something that had true, real occult practice around it and diluted it and made it shiny, sparkly, and pretty and threw some glitter on it. Um, It's very unfortunate because real numerology is very powerful and can be used in your spellcraft in lots and lots and lots and lots of ways. Um, However, this whole... uh, I looked at the clock and it was 11-11... Or, I keep seeing these numbers. Cool. Well, you should probably not Google what those numbers mean. What you should do is you should probably find out some more about the numerology of that. Which can be led to you by Google. You can be led to by Google, but, you know. Just don't be like, what does 1111 mean? Because then, yeah, you're going to probably get some The first thing that's going to pop up is going to be pop culture reference. Understand that. Yeah. Pop culture what I would say is if up. you keep seeing 1111 or 111 is to look up the numerology of one. one. Yep. And that's typically what I do when I see these <gasps> synchronicities. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> yes. Should we, should we do? I don't think. Yeah. Synchronicities is on our list. We, we will get there. Actually, you know, let's just go right to that one. Okay. So we're going to we're done crapping on angel numbers for now. Sorry, angels. Um, <clears throat> synchronicities. Moon Willow, talk to us about synchronicities. Wasn't that basically it? I guess that could be part of it, the quote-unquote angel numbers, where it's like, oh, I keep seeing this, I keep Mm -hmm. seeing this, I keep seeing stop signs everywhere. Gosh, I wonder why. Like, or... 
everybody trying to find meaning in something, and it's just like, uh, no. Yeah. Sometimes like what, a butterfly's yep. just a butterfly trying to find some nectar. Exactly. Not everything is a huge, powerful spiritual sign. You know, perfect example, and you two will probably get an evil giggle out of this, but we're familiar with someone who runs a business. They claim to be a spiritual business, but we all know that it's really just about the money. Mm-hmm. And this is somebody who used to get super freaked out whenever they would find pennies on the floor <laughs> behind the counter that had the check stand, the register, the money drawer in it. Pennies by the register? Yes, my pennies, God. Yes, <laughs> yes, pennies by the cash drawer. Oh my God, this is a bad omen. Oh my God. And it was like, or I. Or the, I the penny in her <clears> office <throat> that she put there herself <sighs> as a spell for prosperity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's let, yeah, let's let's not get let, let's not go into that. Anyway, but I guess my, my point in saying that was like, what an odd thing to find spare change lying on the floor below a cash drawer. Oh. Like, you know, like no, no. It's probably more likely that whoever was the last one working the cash counter that that you know, the register that they maybe they got a little sloppy making change and they dropped a couple of pennies. You know, um, so uh, really, I mean, my God. So again, really not everything th- that would appear to be a synchronistic kind of thing is going to have big, deep, powerful spiritual meaning. Now, having said that, I will say I do believe in synchronicities. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I think that synchronicities are something that, let, let's just say they're not they're not what lightworkers want us to think they are. It's kind of almost like <clears> dreams. <throat> not every dreams, I would say, have meaning, but yeah. more of... Um, some, I guess every dreams could have meaning, but like, mm-hmm. not every dream is prophetic. Well, here's the yeah. thing: I wouldn't exactly. wake up and being like, yeah. "Oh my gosh, I dreamt I was an octopus. I'm turning into an octopus next week." Like that—that's just mm. not gonna happen. Are you? You're going tentacles? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. no. Yes, exactly. But it. it... She inks. <laughs> it's okay. We'll, we'll wipe it up later. <laughs> but like, you know, it's there's times where I've had prophetic dreams, but I will wake up and. I usually can tell. There's almost yeah. an intuitive feeling with it of like, I wake up and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, shit. Uh, mm-hmm. That's not a good sign. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> or, oh, good things are coming my way. Mm-hmm. Like, there's that. Everything's coming up moving yeah. well. Yeah. There you yeah. go. There you go. Yeah. So I had a teacher years ago tell me that life was actually just a string of synchronicities. And when I asked that teacher to kind of elaborate on what that meant, they didn't have an answer. And so I, I've always wondered, I'm like, were you bullshitting me? Cause, <laughs> no, cause no, no, no. Because I, I, I put a lot of time and effort into learning from you. And I, and I, but, but thinking about it from another perspective, though, I can actually kind of see that. I could see, like, life is really kind of just a string of synchronicities, which to me would tell me that those moments where we're actually saying, oh, this is a synchronistic thing, that really the fact that we're noticing it means that it probably isn't a synchronicity because synchronicities are really kind of just the flow or the nature of life. If you're yep. constantly looking for synchronicities, you're probably not going to find any, and you're probably going to make them up yourself. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The mind is a very powerful thing. Mm-hmm. That's true. That is very true. Yeah. Like that time I got a nosebleed, and you just happened to have a tissue in your hand. <laughs> um, exactly. All right. Let's talk about... Let's talk about fifth dimensional consciousness. I thought you guys covered this. Probably should have pinned this to the back of star seeds, to be honest, because it's the same idiots who talk about star seeds that throw this fifth dimensional consciousness crap out. Um, 
Austin, what do you know about fifth dimensional consciousness? Nothing, because I'm a 4D person with 4D consciousness. You're a 4D. You're 4D. So I'm still I'm still trapped in 3D. I'll I'll, I'll probably admit it. I, I like uh, I like texture in my life. I like depth. Um, I go between 2D and 3D. You know, just pretty, yeah. keep it interesting. Wait, aren't we in the Aren't we in 4D? No, we're in the third dimensional. Like no 4D. If you listen to Lightworkers, so we live in the third dimension, and apparently the third dimension. I according was to Lightworkers, just talking about the fact that fourth dimension the fourth dimensional things on a on a scientific level is scientific i can touch it and feel it no that's third dimension i'm confused uh, anyway okay so <laughs> the, I, so the idea okay, okay, okay so the idea with third dimensionality okay from the a purely metaphysical perspective okay is that we all exist in a third dimensional uh, uh our existence is three is third dimensional okay and that is supported even by theories within quantum physics right now that, that say that you know that, that our universe and all that exists within it is in a sense, essence just a hologram right or that all life and all existence is hologrammatic in nature you know we see the same thing in really really old uh spiritual practices you know where we see things like as above so below as within so without or the whole concept of a microcosm within a macrocosm within a microcosm right so third dimensionality is the essence of of our our reality and our, our universe and our being and our life and we are third dimensional beings certainly but as third dimensional beings we house a consciousness that goes beyond that third dimension and so I guess where I'm going with that is that light workers they love to talk about how they're raising their consciousness up beyond third dimensionality, and the reality is, is that if you did that, you would cease to be human. Does this kind of go back to akashic records as well? In essence, kind of yeah, like, it's kind of like like you this would God be level. yeah exactly <laughs> like you leveled up, game over. Here's your relic gear. I don't know. <laughs> but there you go. Um, initiation. There you go. Anyway, so so we when we look at something like that, it's very much one of these like like you really you can't raise your vibration. You really you can't because you exist already within the state that you are. You exist across all vibrations. You you, you would have to as a soul. You would have to, you know. And so when I see things like like we're just talking about fifth dimensional consciousness, there's a part of me that's like, uh, I you're reaching for something that is is unattainable to you as you are a human being. You know, and beyond that, fifth dimensional consciousness, is, consciousness isn't even really, like, it's not even a thing. It's not even a thing. If you listen to lightworkers that talk about this, human consciousness exists on, I mean, physical mundane human consciousness exists within the third dimension. Though if you talk to a lot of lightworkers, the third dimension is actually like hell. Like this is the lowest vibrational plane, you know, which again, I mean, new I... Christians, new Christianity, <laughs> you know, so as we ascend or we move beyond into the fourth dimension, that's where we see the realm of like our spirit guides and our higher self and all those things. And then the fifth dimension is where God forms and those kinds of things are supposed to exist. Ascended masters and those kinds of so things. So Christianity. They exist. Yes, exactly. That's, that's so, so take me back to so the theta the, bullshit. I, yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so the whole idea with trying to ascend to fifth dimension is once again, these people who are trying to live out that Messiah complex, you know, yep. um, you know, and that's, and it's, it's a scary thing because these, these are, these are, these are love wins kinds of culty personalities and people. I don't know what the fuck I was getting confused with. <laughs> It's okay. I think my brain just broke. You're good. <laughs> it, it, just, it gets a little confusing, which is one of the other reasons why I think that so many people end up falling into these beliefs is because it's confusing. Oh, they use it's different confusing. words. That sounds exactly. fancy. Yeah, well, and everything, as money. Austin loves to, to, to always say, they, they will use 18 words to describe one, like, tiny little thing. 
Like it can't just be higher consciousness. It's got to be fifth dimensional consciousness. It's like, well, what the hell does that mean? It yeah. can't just be rose quartz. It has to be. It's pink healer starlight girasol moon opal rose quartz. Which means that if you're foolish enough to buy that shit, that they can also sell it for you at probably 20 times what that stone is actually mm -hmm. really worth. So do be mindful of that because they love to play those games too. Mm -hmm. Because just like Christianity, lightworkers are all about the money. Yep. So I don't know what I was thinking. I was like... Well, like I said, it gets confusing, these things, you know? And the and it seems like every other you week... You astral travel so much. You're like, yeah, I do live go. in the fourth dimension. Yeah, I am in the fourth dimension. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, well, I just bought a house in the sixth dimension. I think what was happening was I was thinking, like, 3D, like, in terms of, like, I don't know, movies, maybe? Where it's, like, 3D movies, and it's, like... You can you see it. You thought breaking the fourth wall? Yeah, I think that's where you're coming from. But again, if you look at the concept of a third dimensional reality, which is what we're, we, we live in, what we exist in, we are, we are within that. We are both outside and inside the hologram. It's the matrix. And if not, please correct us with <laughs> scientific answers, please. Not channels and downloads. Please. Yeah, oh yeah. If you're if you're downloading or channeling information that contradicts what we just talked about, keep it to yourself. Feel free to keep that to yourself. Yeah, because we're not gonna believe it. I don't think I see this <clears throat> on your list, but oh. talking about fifth dimensions, yeah. portals. Portals. Oh, this because is a good one. They love to open them, or something's coming through. Something evil is coming through this portal. Yes. This is a, another example of what we were talking about earlier about how witches run around and we have to clean up all the messes light workers make. Yep. We actually were hired, <laughs> hired, paid money. We were hired by another local spiritual shop, Lightworker Central. I like to, at this point, refer to it as Lightworker Walmart because I really, I think that's what they're going for. Um, it's yeah. about their dress code. Anyway, um, and we, we yeah, were hired. We were hired. Yeah, there you go, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no one can afford to buy anything there. Um, we were hired by this place to go in and as witches, as witches, to go into this Lightworker New Agers place to close the portals that all of their healers, the people that were doing healing work, who Quote should unquote. not be doing any kind of energetic work on anybody. Mm -mm. Um, but all of the portals that these people were opening, you know, and How many were there? Do we remember? There were four throughout the the entire of the entirety of the building. I thought there was five. There was more than that. Were there are there was like yeah. five or six. Why do I only remember closing four? It's because there were there were Well that's four probably that... how many you closed. Yeah. Because oh. Ari closed one, I closed a couple, and then we went upstairs and closed a big one. Oh, oh God! It's been long enough ago, and it was it was a day, and, and the, just the whole situation was just <laughs> it weird. took a while. <laughs> it was one of those. It was a very surreal kind of experience. We'll just say that anyway, which, which is saying a lot for considering some of the shit that we deal with on yeah. a, on, a, on a regular basis. But um, but we were we were hired by lightworkers to go in and do this because they they had these odd energetic things and these odd spiritual activities popping up in their their place of business, and of course none of them knew what to do. None of them knew how to handle it because they don't ever really bother to learn anything. Well, they've just been burning sage. <laughs> yes, burning burning sage. sage. yes, burning yes. sage. The, burning the, yes, burning sage. Yes, the privileged white person's go-to, burn sage. Anyway, so we, we were hired to go in and deal with that. And I guess, Austin, are, do you guys want to talk about what, what portals are? Do you want to kind of clarify that a little bit for some of the, the people listening? A portal is essentially an energetic rift. It's where some... Someone or something 
um, has built up or picked up a charge, which then creates almost like a like a bridge <coughs> between the physical world and the spiritual slash astral world where things can come through. It's basically a railroad. Are they well. demons? They're not demons because demons don't need a portal to get to you. If they really want to get to you, they don't need a Ouija board or anything. Yeah, they'll find other ways. So though that happens very rarely. Why yeah, they demons, open those. Yeah. Instead, I want to know... Ask an educational question. Okay. okay, all right. What would be the purpose for opening a portal and using that and then shutting it down properly afterwards? They believe that they are opening portals and they're opening portals consciously. Like, they're doing this on purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, they're opening portals because they have been told by the trickster spirits that they work with that that's how they can bring angels into their healing sessions. <laughs> Okay, and I'm just going to say right now, if any of you have, have a spirit that shows up telling you that it is an angel, oh my God, you better grill the shit out of that spirit, seriously, because most of the spirits that are telling you that, they're not angels. They are not angels. Trust they're me. They're not demons either. Angels have way more important things to do than to come and visit you in the middle of the night while you're watching Netflix. Yep. <clears throat> okay, and yes, as Austin said, they're not demons either, because demons don't manifest in that way. They're trickster spirits. Yes, yes, more often than not. And I think that that, to be honest, a lot of the spiritual energies that light workers end up working with, that's exactly what they are. Yep. They're, they're parasites and they're trickster spirits. Yeah, which is why they're usually the ones who can never manifest anything for themselves. They can never clear anything off themselves. These are the people who are wearing 500 pieces of jewelry and crystals to keep their energy clean and still, still can't keep it clean. And who do they come to when they need help? When they, they need, when they need help, they come to the witches. And then we always give them an answer they don't want, which is you need to ground and stop trying to raise your vibrations. And stop trying to work with angels, for God's sake. So to answer your question, Ari, opening a portal and then shutting it down properly is essentially, really, we look at it as something that we kind of do as witches when we're calling in our deities. They don't need a portal, yeah. but what we're doing is we're... Well, but we'll do that for other things, too. Like, we'll do that for our dead. We'll do yeah. that for our elemental alignment. Or yeah. Our, uh, oh, yeah. In October, me. when yeah. we raise the altar to the dead, that's yeah. one big-ass portal yeah. to, to the spirit realm, to the underworld, yeah. whatever you want to call it. And when we do that... We're opening it up so that we can call those spirits we need to work with through. Then after that, we thank them, we say our goodbyes, and then we seal it. So that way, um, one, there's not a lot of come and go. Mm -hmm. Two, it doesn't affect the mundanes around us. And three, it's just proper etiquette to say goodbye and shut the door for your guest. You yeah. want to just leave your front door open 24-7. Yeah, you wouldn't just say, okay, I'll see you later, bye, and then not walk your guest to your front door and then close it afterwards. No. Because they might not close it, or they might not even leave. They'll go, they'll open the door, and then they'll go and hide in their place, and you'll find them somewhere else. I don't know. I'm thinking the worst of people, I guess. But mm-hmm. um, but that's so the Where have you been living? That's well, not the... just that. Not just that original person. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you leave that open, something else could come. Yeah, well, exactly. So, yeah. So, say, for example, even if these, these light workers, a lot of them, even if they say they were successfully summoning, <laughs> I oh, God, I have to laugh at the word. Say they were <laughs> successfully calling in an angel to help them. 
and, and an angel actually did show up, that portal is open. That, it, that other shit could be coming through, too. Mm-hmm. And you have no idea. You have no idea. Good, and that angel neutral. is not going to do anything to try to help you with that because mm-hmm. they don't care. They yeah. have other shit to worry about. They don't care if you call them in and it, and who's, who's, who's to say, maybe a demon does slip in through that same portal. That angel is not going to care. That's your problem. Mm-hmm. So, um, <clears throat> but that's the only reason why we do it as a witch. However, as a practitioner, as someone who does lots of energetic healings and clearings for people, I don't do that because... Well, you don't need to. I don't need to. Most, if you're actually a legitimate practitioner and you've been practicing and you are studied and you know what you're doing, you don't need to open up a portal to do anything. Because even when I do my evocations to my spirits, I'm not opening a portal. I feel like he's scolding me. Is he scolding you? He probably I'm sorry. I don't Austin to... always, sounds, he always sounds like he's scolding us. I feel like that I, too. You feel like that because I'm talking directly at yes. you. Even though I'm, I'm using my teacher voice right no, now. No, you're good. So... Um, but that, that's why. So when I go through and I, you know, I evoke moon willows, ancestors, guides, and guardian spirits to step forward and be present in this space. So that way, I feel the angels, you know, they're here. They're in the room. <laughs> the it's light. Just, it's just oh. gas. Sorry. Oh. Um, so when we, when, when I do that, I'm not even opening a portal. What I'm doing is I'm acknowledging your spirits mm-hmm. and letting them know that I feel them and I see them and that they are welcome to stay and to help if they so wish. Then I call mine so they can do the whole, sup, sup, are you going to, cool, and then we move on. Okay. So. It's like, nah, I'm busy. Please don't think that you need to Which open up a portal. Oh, exactly. Yeah, sometimes they're like, they're like, you called me here for this? Do you realize some, what, I, what, I, what I was just doing? Like, oh, no, don't bother me. Mm-hmm. So, so yes, please <clears throat> do not open portals to do something as easy as, you know, a tarot reading. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've heard that, too. Oh, God. Okay. <clears throat> let's let's talk a little bit about... Actually, you know, I want to save this for the last bullet or the last point just because it really kind of, it does, it does cap... Okay. It's, it's, it's a good underline. Okay, so let's talk about an enlightenment slash spiritual awakening. If you okay. if you say you're enlightened or you have been enlightened, you have not in fact been enlightened, nor are you enlightened. If you have to say that you are spiritually awakened, you are not in fact spiritually awakened. The Buddha did not go around saying, "I am enlightened." As a matter of fact, the Buddha didn't do any of that. The Buddha was just another person, just like Gandhi. Gandhi did not go around saying, "I am enlightened." No, 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 no. Gandhi I was know, too I don't busy. Know that I would consider Gandhi an awakened soul. Well, I'm not. I'm not soul. saying that, but I'm yeah. saying the people who, who work the, on themselves, who work on yeah, themselves, and yeah. the people that these individuals point fingers at and say enlightened, they look up to these people. They didn't do that. Yeah. Well, I guess it, let's talk a little bit about this, though, as, as, a, as, a, as a concept or as an idea, because I think that anybody who actually is invested in their spiritual work is going to know that these kinds of things, like spiritual awakenings, enlightenment, these kinds of things, these are not just like, a, like oh, I woke up today and all of a sudden I'm awakened, you know, or I, I'm enlightened. Like this, that that's not how it works. These are lifetime processes. These are things that take lifetimes. And I guarantee you... Saying something along those lines, yeah. too. Someone cannot enlighten or spiritually awaken you. Oh, let's talk about activators next. Oh, my God. Yes, that's a good like, one. Yes. Yeah, we're, we're going to talk about that. Thank you so much for bringing that up. Let me just yeah. V8 your forehead. Uh-huh. And there you oh, go. you're awake now. You're blessed. There you go. Let me make some ASMR noises. 
light language. Now you're dialed up. So anyway, so I guess really, to be honest, this is a really quick one, but basically, yeah, like enlightenment and spiritual awakening, these are things that do happen, but it's not a one and done. It's not a like, oh, boom, now I'm, I'm, I'm all good. I'm woke. That's not how it works. And even if you had some sort of an awakening, I can assure you there's going to be another one that's going to happen to you somewhere down the line because mm -hmm. our souls are always evolving. So question, in regards to enlightenment and awakenings and stuff like that, um, I've been hearing people, and I've heard people, uh, talk about the dark night of the soul. Yeah. What the fuck is that? So the, oh, I don't know if I've heard about this. So the dark night of the soul is something... The Okay, so the original concept of a dark night of the soul is something that goes back to really, really old... Uh, well, we'll just say like like paganistic or alternative types of spiritualities. It's something that Christianity and Abrahamic faiths kind of co-opted or took. And that's fine because every spiritual path will have what is considered a dark night of the soul. So a dark night of the soul is that period that we all have to go through where life gets really shitty. And we have to be strong enough to brave that. If Vlad were here right now, he would be saying this is shadow work and he would be right. Um but it's it's where pretty much everything falls apart. It's a tower card moment, okay. you know, where like things have to get bad, and the whole purpose of that is not necessarily to make us suffer, though we are definitely suffering. Uh, the whole purpose of that is to show us that however it is that we've been living or whatever it was that we were choosing that led us to that dark night of the soul, that those are things that we have to put away. We cannot continue to live and choose those things anymore. You know, we have to be different. We have to We have to evolve. We have to grow. You know, and so in those moments as we are coming out of what could be considered a dark night of the soul, that could be considered a moment of awakening. But that does not in any way mean that you are now awakened or that you are enlightened. Because as humans, and with the way our life works and with the way the world works, there's always going to be another dark night of the soul. You know, if you are living your life, you're going so sooner or later, you are going to have a dark night of the soul. If you've never had a dark night of the soul, you're not really living life. And you're probably really not evolving much as a spirit. You know, it's not that we need to look for the bad stuff or the difficult moments, but those certainly do let us know that we're doing something right, right? That we are growing. You know, we don't grow without adversity. You know, and so that's that's the dark night of the soul. Okay. So. Exciting. They can be. Riveting. <laughs> Particularly, in, you know, in hindsight, they can be very exciting. Uh, you know, going through it, it's not fun. You know, but there are a lot of concepts for something like that. Like, you know, like in astrology, we would see something like the concept of a Saturn's return. Mm -hmm. You know, like the Saturn, mm -hmm. Saturn's return, that, that, that period of time around that, that would definitely feel like a dark night of the soul. So I'm glad that it's over for me. You're all done. The first one, since there are That's true, because you have three. one roughly every 30 years. That's true if you live old enough, yeah. Let's say I, I think mine wasn't too bad. Luckily, most of the time it isn't. I <laughs> tend to Capricorn. I tend to look at Saturn's return now, uh, you know, just as another aside. I tend to look at Saturn's return now as almost like, or like I, I should say, the fear around that, or the negativity that built up around that. I tend to look at that kind of in the same way that we would look at like a Mercury retrograde. Mm -hmm. You know, like this will is really only going to impact your life to the extent that you allow. Yeah. And if you make good choices, and you're actually doing what you should be doing to navigate that time, you're going to be fine. You know, so a lot of times it's just kind of check in with <clears throat> yourself. Yeah. Um, and then just kind of just being like, okay, is this what I want to do? Yeah. Am I on the right path for me? And just yeah. you'll be fine. Yes. Then you go out into the night sky and you shake your fist. Go, damn you, Saturn! <laughs> exactly. And that'll help you feel better. 
Um, and Saturn will bitch slap you and say, basically, get yes. over Saturn's it. gonna be like, "What you gonna do? What you gonna do?" That's right, I got you. Um, anyway, so all right, let's talk about. Oh God, prep yourself. What we? What, 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 what did you just bring up a moment ago? Oh my brain, I'm so fuzzy. Um, <laughs> oh my God, no, no, no. no we were talking about. So no, we were talking about enlightenment, spiritual awakening. What was the one you you mentioned something along along the lines of that? The V8 foreheading and awakening them. Oh, the activators. 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 Thank you. Oh, God. I was, I, was, I was fumbling on the word. I'm like those psychic people who say they make you psychic. But well, welcome to Brain Farts with Salty yes, Witches. Brain Farts with Salty Witches brought to you by Mylanta. Wait, no, what's it? No, not Mylanta. What's the one that. Oh, God. See? It doesn't matter. Right, right. Bino. 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 Oh. No. Okay. Yeah. Gas X. There you go. No, wait, no, no, because we want brain farts. Wait, oh. No, do we want? Do we want brain? No, we don't. No, no, no we don't want brain farts. We don't want brain farts. Hashtag not spot. If I carry, if I wear enough, <laughs> if I if I wear enough, smoky quartz, it will make sure that I don't get brain farts, right? No, oh, that's so, why you're not wearing smoky someone, quartz. Someone told me that. It was just this person that was like on the bus one day. They they seemed like they really knew what they were talking about. Was this the guy with like the danglies that he walks around? He looks like he's like no level fifty merchant. Oh, like the wizard dude that walks around town. No, I love that guy though. Every time I see him, I'm like, I'm like that that guy's whole life is a D and D campaign. He has a like, quest for you. Just based on his look, I'm seriously like, no, I I do actually like. I feel like if I were to approach him, so good sir, sorry, you know, like William just moved. Behind the curtain, oh, and did William scare you? It looked they... like a, he was very physical and very. Oh. He was a very hi, William. Hi, William. Sorry, normally so, he doesn't spook me like that. Yes, William is. Uh, we've talked about William on the podcast before. He's one of our shop spirits. He's a he's a guardian here, and he um, is also a bit of a trickster. Um, okay, oh. activators. Okay, so <laughs> this is something I think we've actually we've we've touched upon this before on prior episodes. I think, but just just very briefly. But but yes. Along the lines of um, people not of, of Akashic Records and how that is crap, how people cannot do that. Anybody who tells you that they have the ability to activate your psychic powers is also full of crap. That's not how it works. There are people out there that can teach you techniques mm-hmm. and even people that do energetic work that could help make you more aware of your own gifts, but they are not activating your gifts. Well, the thing I'll like to compare it to, God, I'm turning into my father with these fucking metaphors, but anyway, no, no, no. um, is basically, it's like a roller coaster. It really okay. is. Yeah. Like you're learning something new. You're waiting in line. You're excited. You mm-hmm. get on the ride. There's that anticipation. Yeah. You're starting to learn basically going up. And yeah. then, I guess kind of like a tower card. Everything just kind of happens, changes, transformations, however you want to freaking word it, and you're doing twisty, turny, loopies, and it's just, it will either be a blast for you, or you're just like, get me off this fucking ride. Mm -hmm. But for most people, if they do the work, by the end of the ride, they're like, I'm ready to go again. Yeah. I know, I think that's a good way to to, to look at it. And I I think that's the appeal since you put it that way, you talk about doing the work. You know, I think that's the appeal for things like like psychic activators or spiritual activators, these people that are selling those lies, those selling those kinds of lies, is because really at the core of our being, we all really just kind of want the easy way forward, right? 
and what happens in witchcraft? There is no easy button in witchcraft. I was kind of hoping to save this towards the end. Ah, it's like, like you <laughs> did like, it. Basically, <laughs> most of this that we've talked about is an easy way out or a spiritual yeah, bypass. Exactly. And it's exactly. just, uh, yeah. no. Yeah. If, if you're looking for an easy way out, you will not go anywhere in life. Yeah, and you could hurt yourself, yes. to be honest. You could cause yourself a lot of additional problems. The easy way out when it comes to spiritual work is, is never really going to be the way. Um, so, so please remember that. Hell, uh, even in Christianity, there's yeah. technically no easy way. Exactly. I mean, there's definitely no. Easy you got to get up Mm-mm. earlier than you want to on a Sunday and put you on know. icky clothes and go and talk to people you don't want to, and then you got to eat that really dry bread or that cracker or whatever the oh, hell they try oh. to keep. None of that's easy. Ew. Uh, sometimes yeah. they they would do homemade bread for the Mormon church. Oh. And sometimes it was super salty. And oh, really? Like, can I just not have sacraments? <laughs> I'd rather not and eat the body our, of Christ. Our shit little, <clears throat> not even a shot glass, our little shit. Oh, those little plastic little mini cups. Plastic mini yeah. cup of water just, you know, to soak up that shit bread. Yes, just, exactly. Oh, uh. thank you for that uh, blood of Christ. It's real yeah. satisfying. It's like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. Pinkies up. <laughs> there you go. Yes, yes. Drink, eat your, eat your body of Christ, and drink His blood like a lady. Pinkies up. Um, we are so genteel. All right, let's talk about. <clears throat> we can talk about that too. Um, we should talk about sex magic on a future podcast episode. That actually would be a lot of fun. I mean, I mean, fun in like a, a wholesome sex magic kind of way. Not a, not a like we're dirty. Dirty, evil, naughty, <laughs> naughty, so naughty, naughty sex magic witches. <clears throat> um, anyway, okay, to, to round oh, off. Late night podcast episode. Yes, exactly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Grab your, never mind. <laughs> this episode of the podcast will be pay-per-view only. Um, okay. This episode of the podcast brought to you by Romantics. Wait, yes, wait, wait for the Salty Witches Only fans. Oh, um, oh God. I'm, ju- I'm just, I'm, ju- I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We should actually, we should set something like that up, and then it could be and like, be like, huge, it could be like a huge prank on everybody that got in there. It would be like, be like pictures of like us eating food. It should be pictures of all of our cats, all of the hey, podcast that could be managers. Thing. Oh my God, Toby doing his paint me like a woman. Yes, like, like laying fish. back, like all eight nipples, boop, 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 just erect on his little belly. Yeah, there and then go. Merlin, eight nipples or six? with his proud booty hole. Oh God, he flashes that thing like it's a badge <laughs> of some kind. He's it's always a video in your face. of Coco. Just so the first thing you see whenever you walk into a room in our house is, no, is Merlin's butthole. I swear to God. Um, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. What yes. are we wrapping up? Anyway, last thing I want to talk about. Okay, and, and really to be honest, this is something that we've we've really we've, we've hit on with every one of these points so far tonight, but. Toxic positivity. Love and light. Just think positive thoughts. Good vibes only. Hashtag you are the love or something. Insert here. And once again, I will fully admit, I unfortunately (coughs) did this in the beginning as well. I think Um, think most people do, though. I don't think that's an uncommon thing. And it wasn't really the love and light. I I don't really remember using that too much, but I do remember being like, oh, stay positive. Like, I unfortunately told people to do that, which at that time, it seemed to have helped. But as I started progressing, I was like, no, sometimes I do need to just punch a fucking wall. Like, because I'm not always positive. 
I have been diagnosed with depression. And so I'm not going to sit there and just be like, <laughs> I'm happy. Yeah. I'm really not. And then just explode into a mental breakdown later because that's essentially what will mm-hmm. happen. Well, there's something to be said about trying to, you know, trying to see the silver lining in things. Mm -hmm. You know, that is a healthy way of trying to not fall into a trap. You know, Um, I, I try and do that. But here's the thing. I, more times than not, fall into anger and, and sadness and depression because, well... I have a satin line on my hand, guys. You know, I'm an old soul. So a lot of the times I sit and I just think about stuff and I'm like, we should be doing better. And we're not. Um, And despite the fact that there is a small handful of people working their asses off to try and make a positive change, it's really disheartening sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so I do have to take a step back sometimes so that I don't get into that you know, I just want to burn the world down mode and look at things. And you know what? I did help someone today. You know, at least I could give someone something. So there's a difference between that and, well, if you only think good thoughts, only good things will happen to you. Yeah, I, I would agree. Yeah. I, think, I think that that kind, of, that kind of thinking diminishes our humanity. It because not as only human, diminishes... humans, we are we are meant to have those moments. Yes, but well, it kind of also pushes aside someone being like, "Oh, I'm having a really hard time," and it's like, "Oh, fuck your sadness. You should just really be happy." And then mm. them being like, "Oh, well, I'm a shit garbage person mm-hmm. now because I can't be happy right now." And then and then the the the, the shame that comes mm-hmm. along with it. I mean, this all wraps into everything that we've talked about when we sit here and there are these people people who you know they keep seeing this number they keep seeing the quote-unquote angel number and you know the number is telling them angels looking out for you good things are coming and you know three months down the line they've lost their job their cars exploded they're getting a divorce now all this shit stuff's happening and they keep seeing this number maybe at this point they've just trained themselves to look at the clock at that particular time and shit things are still happening and they're just like it's coming and then when it finally doesn't happen they feel like they have failed in their spirituality. Yeah. They feel like they have something's wrong. They must have pissed off the wrong angel or God or goddess or the universe has withdrawn the attention from them. Mm-hmm. And it's very saddening and shocking to see someone in that state because it's like, do you not have critical thinking skills? Did you put your critical thinking skills on hold? For this? Yeah. Because if you sat here and you actually critically thought about these things and just thought through some of the stuff that's going on, you realize it's okay to feel this way. You can be hurt and still try and have a good time. You know, you can still feel those things. You don't have to be happy all the time. It's okay. It's okay to be sad. Yes. Not all the time necessarily. Not all the time. You know, yeah. if you have if you have issues, you know, and there there are a lot of people, you know, who for whatever reason would be, you know, people who have you know problems with mental health or mm-hmm. <clears throat> or who have you know issues with depression, you know, all the, all those different kinds of things. You know, I mean, of course, you know, none of us want to live there. You know, I think I think the part about the whole higher vibes, toxic positivity thing that makes it the this hardest for me. Too. Yeah, go ahead. Because there have been times where people, once again, they'll be kind of say that the whole just positivity love and light if you are feeling sad 
have a mental issue problem or hell if it's any other sort of physical illness please for the love of god go see your doctor go see your therapist your psychiatrist and if someone is telling you not to and you need to work on your spirituality and you don't need to see a doctor run away from that person i don't care who the fuck they are Please yeah. see your doctors, yep. your therapists, your psychiatrists. This has been going around a lot. That would yeah. that would be true for light workers, but that's also like, true for yeah. That's why I said whoever, mm-hmm. not just like light even workers. even if it's like a witch or whatever the hell else they may call themselves, and they're telling you like, oh, you don't need to see a therapist or take your medication or do work around this, you know, with with a you know a licensed professional. Just just do this spell or just just you know drink this tea. You know, I mean, yes, as as Ari was just saying, yeah, like that is, oh my god, that that is that person that is, is flat out dangerous it is yeah. it's dangerous and it, and it really to be honest it should be illegal it I should be illegal. illegal it, it is illegal. <coughs> and in, some, it's, in many it's places extremely unethical yeah um and it's just you're you that person could potentially be harming that person's life yeah yeah know? exactly because exactly. it's like yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. anyways continue no 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 no, 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 no. you're good you're good yeah, so well all right i think we're like we're 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 about our time. We like we're about an hour and a half. So I mean I don't know unless y'all have anything else you want to throw in here. Please understand that we don't say these things to hurt you or or cause you any form of distress. Mm-hmm. The reason we Austin, the reason <laughs> we are saying these things is to hopefully shed some light on on things that could be potentially confusing. And I will say this, and this goes for light workers, new age, new age, new agers, Wiccans, witches, pagans alike. If someone is telling you how to cast a spell, and they themselves can't do the same thing and get a result, they aren't the person you need to be working with. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's like someone telling you that love spells are bad, but this person can't even manifest a text back. Or this person complaining and talking about how they need a raise at their job, yet they won't raise a, f- they, they they won't approach their boss and say, hey, so I would like a raise. What can we do about that? And or do a spell around it. If someone is a witch or claiming to be a witch and they're not casting spells, they're not a witch. They're probably just a pagan. So please understand that the reason we say these things is so that you can have a little bit more uh, a better understanding of your path mm-hmm. and to understand that this path spirituality is hard it's not easy <laughs> okay I think, I think you're rambling a little bit well i i will kind of add on to that just a little bit just because we've been in the community so long you guys even longer mm-hmm. and so we have seen unfortunately the damage that has been done yes And so our whole purpose for bringing this up is just to, once again, as Austin kind of said, provide light and an educational source. Mm -hmm. So for yourself, just once again, yes, there is no easy button. So please do your research. If someone is talking whatever, ask for a source. And if it is something from themselves, be like, no, I need something else. I need something that has been written from somebody else. I need something that maybe isn't written in the last 25 years. You know, fact check, source check. Do your work. And check yourself. Mm -hmm. We all, most people have a really good bullshit detector. And it usually comes in the form of gut feelings, intuition, and 
just all around clairsentience. If your guys are saying danger, Will Robinson danger? Not even your guys. If if you're talking to someone and you get this like, oh, that's odd. Ask for more information. Push a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and if you're in the search for more information, don't get more information only from that person. Yeah. yeah. Because that person will probably tell you anything to get you to believe the lie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go somewhere else. For sources. Get a second like, opinion. Yeah. Get a third opinion. And, and if you can't find more than that, then it's probably not a thing. Then contact us. Yes. We'll, we'll give you, God, four or five educated opinions. <laughs> well, and... Maybe a little bit we are not the We are not the be-all, end-all <laughs> for information. But we've been around long enough, and as someone who not only has mental illness or or and trauma and has been in situations where... I knew something wasn't right. I could tell in my bones something wasn't right. But I stuck around because I was searching. I was grasping. I've been there. I've been where you're at. A lot of us have been. I even mentioned a couple times where there are some of these things where it's like, ooh, I like that shiny. That Mm -hmm. seems cool. Mm -hmm. And then finding out, oh, no, thank you. Mm -hmm. Hard pass. So we've just, (laughs) we've had the experiences. Yes. And we're trying to take our experience and our knowledge and save you some trouble. And help. That's what we're doing. So, yes. Yes. So, well, all right. Now, we, we got a bit maudlin there for a Sorry. moment. So, I just, uh, I just something <laughs> had me do it. Well, I want to say this has probably been of, of, of our, I think this is episode 16 so far. Um, this has probably been one of the uh, salty, we'll just say saltier episodes that we've done. <laughs> Um, and, and I and I feel no shame, you know. Um, I don't feel any are, shame about it. You know, we we are here to to share some truth, and uh, yeah. Anyway, um, that's it for me. Unless you unless you guys have anything you want to say, I'm gonna I'm gonna sign off and call call this an episode. No, we good, we good. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay witchy, stay salty. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, thank you. And what is it, Moon Willow? There is no easy button in witchcraft. Yes. Have a good night, everyone.